Hightalen Eidebren studies the ruined injector assembly as two of his bloodhawks work on repairing it. Floating over them, Victor directs their efforts, guiding them through the intricate process of repairing and rewiring the system. Without that assembly, the station will lose power and all of the High Talon's plans will be for naught. He had come too far for that, ever since finding Victor on that ancient broken station. This world seater has been his singular focus. With the power of the world seater in his grasp, the five founder clans would become one under the firm guidance of the Idabren. He was so close. Behind him, he hears Madame Brine say, They're here! As he turns, he says, Bloodhawks, attend. The bay doors slide open and weapons fire fills the room. Then he sees them, the Tarquins, Aurelia and Lucius, their pet paragon, and a lodestar soldier. Fools, they have brought too few to defeat his Bloodhawks, to defeat him. Once the Tarquins are dead and their paragon defeated or shackled, there would be nothing to stop him. Nothing at all. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. On this week's episode, the battle against High Talon Idabren and his forces continues, and the fate of the forge is in the balance. Find out what happens on episode 32, The Iron Test. The Bloodhawks turn the tide and begin firing on Lucius, on Aurelia, on Adelie, and Lieutenant Mila. As they're being driven back, Lucius, who is leading this charge forward, finds himself exposed, out in the open, this weapons fire targeting him as these shots are coming in. We are continuing our formidable battle against the Bloodhawks, and Lucius is in a bad spot. As he realizes that this tide is turning against him, he looks around to see what sort of cover he could find, but there's nothing close, and he braces for a moment as this weapons fire is directed at him, and then something happens. As part of the new asset, the sidekick that I got last episode for Adelie, one of the options for that asset is allowing the sidekick to roll face danger or react under fire and roll their health instead of your own stat. So I'm going to do that. Because Adelie's sitting at four health, and Adelie steps forward, hands raised, and she uses her Paragon abilities to shape and warp the atmosphere around Lucius so that these projectiles arc around him and avoid him. Hopefully, that's what happens. Let's find out. So we are going to go ahead and roll our React Under Fire at plus four. Let's get right into it. Nine on the action die, an eight and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit, you succeed and are in control. Take plus one momentum. And I would also get plus one momentum for using that asset. Unfortunately, I'm already at 10 momentum. So I'm full up, but that's okay because it means that we are back in control. So Lucius braces for a moment as he expects to be peppered by weapons fire from the Bloodhawks, and all of a sudden, 
this warping of the atmosphere around him occurs. And these blasts go around him and he opens his eyes, looks over, sees Adelie. She kind of smirks a little bit. Lucius smirks back and then says, this is it. This is our chance. Press forward. And they are going to strike. Lucius does not have the aid of the Bloodhawks anymore. Those have been turned back against them, so our enemies are formidable still. But he does have Lieutenant Mila still in play here, which gives plus one and plus one for Brutus as well. And we are going to be striking at distance, so this is going to be plus edge. So it'll be plus four on this strike here we go. Five on the action die, an eight and a six on the challenge dice, four a miss, but it's okay because I have 10 momentum that I'm going to burn right now. So we're going to turn this into a strong hit by burning that 10 momentum and we're gonna reset our momentum back down to two and on a strong hit, mark progress twice. So this is a formidable fight. So that means two boxes of progress I left one box in there already, so that's going to take us to three boxes of progress on our formidable Bloodhawks, and we're still in control. So Lucius is going to, after giving this call to attack, and they're firing, uh, I think they hurt a couple of the possessed Bloodhawks, and Lucius is going to realize that maybe it would be a better idea for him to get undercover, so he's going to attempt to maneuver, which is plus edge as he gains ground. So this is going to be plus two on this. Six on the action die, an eight and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So on a weak hit, he can either take momentum, he can take progress, or add plus one to the next move. I am going to go ahead and take momentum in this case. So he maneuvers into a better position as they are fighting against these Bloodhawks who have taken up positions and are firing down on them. I almost picture that because there's like this buildup of this cooled molten metal in the center of this room where this injector assembly is, that the Bloodhawks are kind of on this higher ground and Lucius and company are down below on the base level the, the deck plating of this cargo bay, and they are trying to work their way up this mound of cooled magma, going from empty container to empty container as they are fighting. And we are going to go ahead and strike with edge because they are still at a distance as they are maneuvering and moving their way up this mound and we're going to roll at plus four once again. Five on the action die, a three and a one on the challenge dice for another strong hit. That is two more boxes of progress for five total boxes of progress against the Bloodhawks. Once again, I think they neutralize those two possessed Bloodhawks, which means that there are essentially four of these Bloodhawks remaining between them and Madame Brine and the High Talon. So they have struck a couple of times and we are going to continue to attempt to gain ground as they are going to try and now move up to the next level of these cylinders. And once again, that's going to be maneuvering plus edge. Plus two on this. Five on the action die, an eight and a nine on the challenge dice. Four, a miss. Your foe gains the upper hand. The fight moves to a new location where you encounter a new peril. You are in a bad spot and must pay the price. All right, so Lucius and company are moving forward. They're firing their weapons. And these Bloodhawks that are up the highest, closest to the High Talon, have dug in and are now returning fire with ferocity. So we're going to roll on pay the price real quick here. 29. Your action causes collateral damage or has an unintended effect. 
Okay, so I think in the midst of this firefight, they actually hit one of these canisters. And now, instead of there being this just cooled, inert magma that they're on, there's now a cylinder or two that is spilling out this energy. And it's running down in, like, rivers down this mound. And so they're having to avoid it. And this is probably what puts Lucius in a bad spot. He's trying to maneuver his way up, and he has to reroute and come back around to a different position, and he is again sort of caught out by this, and uh, he is going to have to maneuver, but let's find out what the Bloodhawks are doing, since they are technically in control on this. So I'm going to roll on the combat action Oracle, which is something I've never used before. So 20, counter or reflect an attack. Okay, perfect. So I think the Bloodhawks now, realizing that they have pushed back a little bit, are going to attempt to continue pushing Lucius and Aurelia and the others back away from this high ground where the High Talon is standing. And they are moving in, and I think that Lucius is going to try and dig in and react under fire here. And he is going to do that with heart so that he is going to stand his ground. The others are standing with him and we're going to roll plus two as he stands his ground and says, don't retreat my friends, let's do this. Four on the action die, a six and an eight on the challenge dice for another miss. The situation worsens. You stay in a bad spot and must pay the price. Well, let's roll that pay the price again. Eight. You create an opportunity for an enemy. Okay, so I think what this indicates is that they are being pushed back despite Lucius's attempt to hold his ground. He is being pushed back by the Bloodhawks. And as they are retreating... Madame Brine begins to weave a wall of this magma and basically is raising it up to block their progress away from the Bloodhawks and the High Talon and is essentially trying to trap them in this place. Now, Adelie is not going to let that happen. So she is going to call upon the power of Warden to defend her friends. She's going to call on the curiosity of Query to discover a way through this, and she is going to attempt to dispel this wall of magma that is closing them in. And once again, we're going to react under fire with Adelie's health. Plus four on this. Eight on the action die, a nine, and a six on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So on a weak hit, you succeed but face a troublesome cost. Make a suffer move, stay in a bad spot. So Lucius, I think, is going to lose a little bit of momentum as they're basically hunkered down behind some of these cylinders, taking fire as Adelie is waving her hands back and forth and she takes control of this magma and is able to push it away from them as it was closing in on their position. And she is able to keep it at bay, but she's not able to turn the tide in the same way. And Lucius from his spot, Lieutenant Mila from their spot, are going to lean out and try to take a couple shots at these Bloodhawks, and we're going to clash. This is, I think, still at a distance because the Bloodhawks have not closed in to sort of melee, hand-to-hand -hand range yet. So this is going to be plus two, and I'm going to take plus one for Lieutenant Mila. But Brutus does not give me a plus one on clashes, though I might get some momentum if we can get there. Here we go. Plus three. Seven on the action die. And two nines on the challenge dice for a miss with a complication. So, on a miss, your foe dominates this exchange. You stay in a bad spot and must pay the price. Rolling on this, pay the price a lot. 
Three, an individual or community you care about is exposed to danger. Okay. I think we take a moment and we zoom out of the station. And for a moment, we see the battle outside as Lodestar has arranged themselves to face the oncoming onslaught of the Ironhawk Armada. The civilian ships are tucked in close around the World Seater, and Nishana Aerith, clan leader of Lodestar, former Ironhawk, has arrayed her fleet to defend them. As we pan out into the vastness of space and we see this battle going on, we can see that the Winnower, the Ironhawk Dreadnought, is firing on the Emancipation, the Lodestar flagship, and the seat of Nishana's power with everything it has. The Emancipation begins to list and shudder as it continues to take barrage after barrage from the Iron Hawk fleet. Who knows how much longer they can last. And we come back into the fight. There's also a complication on that miss, so let's not forget about that. And uh, let's go ahead and just roll on the story complication table, another oracle that I've not used before. Let's find out what happens. 25. Key location is threatened or made unsafe. So I think we are already seeing that with this molten magma that's now everywhere. I think because this fight is continuing to rage, there are more of these canisters that are being loaded in here almost continually as the station continues to try to send these down here in order to rectify the power loss. And unfortunately, because of this error, because of this damaged assembly, it isn't successful. And so we're starting to see more and more of these piling into this chamber. And as the Bloodhawks and the Tarquins are fighting back and forth, more of these are being damaged and it is beginning to flow around the room and it is becoming more and more dangerous for everyone. So we continue to be in a bad spot and I think we are going to try and change up the plan. So Lucius is looking at this and he says, Adelie, Use your Paragon power and take some of that magma and turn it against them. Throw it at them. Do something with it to distract them while we try to move around. And he is going to try and direct her to basically turn this magma into a weapon that is on their side. So rather than resisting the press of attack that Madame Brine is doing, uh they are going to try and turn this into something that is useful for them. And this is going to be plus wits. Four on the action die, a four and a ten on the challenge dice, or another miss. The situation worsens. You stay in a bad spot and must pay the price. It's just getting worse and worse for our friends here. We're going to roll our pay the price. Eight, you create an opportunity for an enemy. I think the opportunity here is that while these Bloodhawks have been keeping Lucius and company at bay, the High Talon and Victor have completed the repairs that they needed to on this device. And we see one of these canisters descend from the ceiling and slots into the injector assembly. And instead of spilling out all over, creating more of this kind of molten magma, instead it goes into the station and the station powers 
as that happens, Hytal and Idebren and the orb begin to move away on the other side of this room. They are headed towards a doorway. They are leaving this bay. And unless Lucius and his crew can turn the tide and get back in control, I think the High Talon is going to slip away and he's going to be in a better spot to complete his goals because he has now returned power to the station. And if he can wrest control of the station from the chief architect, there may be nothing that can stop the High Talon. So as this is happening, Lucius is going to turn to his friends and say, We can't let the High Talon escape. We have to take these Bloodhawks out now. And they are going to clash once again as Lucius is going to try and lead them in this attack. It's going to be plus edge, plus one for Lieutenant Mila. Sitting at a momentum of three, so can't really do much there. Here we go. Finally. All right, we've got an eight on the action die. We've got a six and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit with Clash, you mark progress twice. That's going to take us to seven boxes of progress against these Bloodhawks. We are in control. And because of Brutus, if I Clash and get a hit, I get plus one momentum. So that's going to take me up to four momentum. So we're slowly building that back. And Lucius and the others manage to stem the tide of the Bloodhawk attack. And they are going to now try to gain ground and maneuver and get closer so that they can take out these Bloodhawks. This is going to be plus edge on this gain ground. Eight on the action die. Two fives on the challenge dice for a strong hit with an opportunity. So that is going to be... I've got two choices. I can choose to mark progress, take plus two momentum, or add plus one to my next move. I'm going to mark progress, which is going to take us to eight boxes of progress. I'm going to take two momentum, which is going to lead us to six momentum. It's a strong hit. We have an opportunity here, and let's roll on the Sanctum opportunity to see if it gives us anything uh, of interest here. 85. Key offers control of a function or aspect of this site. I think with the power returning, maybe internal communication and whatever was preventing their communication disappears whatever that interference was maybe it was because the station is so massive and without the power generation to run all of the systems just comm channels cannot penetrate the material of the world seeder and so that goes away and so they are able to get a comm from the chief architect who says mr tarquin i believe the power has returned. You have done well. I am in the process of locking down the systems. And Lucius is happy to hear that. I think it may slow down Victor and the high talent in being able to take control of this station. So that is our strong hit with our opportunity. We're sitting at eight progress on this and Lucius is going to look around at those with him. At his aunt, at Adelie, and he is going to say, let's finish this. And they are going to attempt to defeat the Bloodhawks once again by taking decisive action. We're moving to our progress move. I have a progress of eight and I'm rolling the challenge dice. A four and a one on the progress move. We have a strong hit on our taking decisive action. You prevail. Take plus one momentum. If any objectives remain and the fight continues, you are in control. So our momentum goes up to seven. The Bloodhawks have been defeated. Lucius and the others are able to crest the top of this mound. And the Bloodhawk bodies lie in ruins around them. 
and they come face to face with Madame Brine, the old crone who remained behind to delay them as Victor and the High Talon attempt to remove themselves from this place. Madame Brine looks at Adelie and says, I can sense your power. You have been gifted a great well, but I have years of experience in using my power. I do not believe you can defeat me. We shall see, perhaps. And Adelie says, Stand aside. You don't have to serve that man anymore. He is going to destroy us all. Please, don't do this. And Madame Brine says, Child, my choice was made long ago. And Lucius, hearing this, raises his plasma pistol and fires. And we're going to strike. This is going to be, again, plus edge, plus four. Here we go. 10 on the action die, an 8 and a 3 on the challenge dice for a strong hit. Mark progress twice, which, because Madame Brine is a dangerous opponent instead of formidable, means we are filling four boxes of progress. She manages to weave some of that magma around her and absorb some of the shots, but they are clearly getting through. Lucius is going to say... Auntie, Mila, move around and try to catch up with the High Talon. Adeline and I will take care of this one. And they are going to attempt to gain ground, and he is coordinating a plan here by trying to distract Madame Brine as they maneuver around to go after the High Talon. Gaining ground plus wits. This is plus three. Nine on the action die, a six and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we're going to mark two more boxes of progress, which is going to take us up to six boxes of progress on Madame Brine. And I'm going to take two more momentum, which is going to take me up to nine. As Lucius and Adelie face off against the old paragon, Aurelia and Mila pincer around either side of her and head off towards where the High Talon and Victor are retreating to. Facing off against Madame Brine, Lucius and Adelie are going to strike. This is going to be plus edge, and this is going to be plus three on this one because Mila has moved on. Here we go. Five on the action die, a two and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit. That is going to take our progress to ten boxes. As we mark progress twice, we are sitting at ten boxes of progress. Adelie is hurling disc after disc of this hardened molten magma at Madame Brine's shield that she is holding up. And we are going to try to end this fight by taking decisive action. Lucius is firing in there, trying to find a hole. And I think Madame Brian like lashes out at him. He manages to mostly dodge out of the way, but in so doing, creates an opening for Adelie to reach through with her Paragon abilities. And an 8 and a 10 which is a weak hit. So you achieve your objective, but not without cost. Roll on the table below or choose one. All right. Nine. It's worse than you thought. You or an ally make a suffer move. I think she reaches through and she hits Madame Brine, but as Madame Brine was lashing out at Lucius and he tries to dodge out of the way, he is going to get scorched by this molten magma, and he's going to suffer two from his health, and he is hurt, but he is going to go ahead and endure harm on this. So when you endure harm, roll health or iron, whichever is higher. His health is at plus two, so we're going to roll with that. 
eight on the action die, a seven and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit on his endure harm. So he can either choose to shake it off and take plus one health, or embrace the pain and take plus one momentum. I am going to take health. So he is scorched, but not as badly as he thought. So he's at three out of five health right now instead of two out of five health. And Madame Brine falls to Adelie's power. This leaves only the High Talon and Victor. They are almost all the way across this open cargo bay as they are approaching the doorway that will lead them out of this cargo bay when Aurelia and Mila catch up to them. They begin opening fire. The High Talon takes cover and draws out a pistol. Victor rises up and begins emitting these electrical charges from this orb. Lucius and Adelie hurry to catch up, and as they do so, they are going to jump into this fight immediately with a strike. So this is attacking at a distance, rolling plus edge, and it's going to be plus four once again, now that they've reunited with Mila, and they are gunning for the high talon. Eight on the action die, a four and a six on the challenge dice for a strong hit. We're going to mark progress twice. The high talon and Victor are formidable, so that is gonna be two boxes of progress as they now face off against the High Talon. He is hiding behind cover, taking shots at them. They are spreading out through this cargo bay. They're on the other side now of this mound of cooled magma. And there are still more of these canisters over here. And the High Talon is hiding behind one, and he calls out and says, Tarquin, has it come to this at last? I thought for sure that my bloodhawks would take care of you. I see now that they were not as formidable as I imagined. That is well. I can handle you all myself. And is going to lean out and take a few shots. Lucius is going to direct his companions and is going to try to gain ground and coordinate a plan. So he is going to have Mila flank out to one side, Aurelia flank out to the other side. Adelie is trying to shield them from Victor's electrical energy blasts, and Lucius is going straight up the middle. So this is going to be plus three on this gain ground. Nine on the action die, a six and a two on the challenge dice for another strong hit. So I'm gonna mark another box of progress and I'm gonna take plus one to my next move because I'm sitting at nine momentum right now. So instead of just taking one of those two momentum, I'm gonna add plus one to my next move, which is gonna be a strike as they have maneuvered into position and Lucius is firing straight on. Aurelia is firing from the left, Mila is firing from the right, and Adelie is keeping them protected from Victor. We are going to roll plus five on this strike as they are trying to overwhelm High Talon Idabrin. Nine on the action die, a five and a ten on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we get to mark progress twice, which is going to take us to five boxes of progress. However, because it's a weak hit, you expose yourself to danger, you are in a bad spot. So Lucius is firing, and I think Adelie is holding off Victor for the moment, but her focus is beginning to weaken as she is exhausted. She has fought an incredible amount over the last day, and she is holding up this shield over her friends as they're fighting the High Talon, and Lucius is able to get a few shots off, but then the High Talon does something unexpected and emerges from cover and closes the distance 
and gets in close with Lucius. He runs up and slams his shoulder into Lucius's chest. And as he does so, he draws out a dagger and menaces Lucius. Lucius is going to attempt to block his blow, and this is going to be reacting under fire plus iron. Let's see if the Tarquin family hand-to-hand combat training is worth anything. Plus one on this react under fire. Six on the action die, a five and a four on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So you succeed and are in control. Take plus one momentum. That's going to take us to ten momentum. And we are now in control. So Lucius, his plasma pistol clatters to the side and falls down. He is now face to face with the High Talon with his gleaming dagger who is trying to stab him. He manages to redirect the blow and he is going to draw out... Well, let's roll on check your gear because I think it's probably likely that he would have some sort of like knife on him, but let's find out. So we're going to roll plus supply. Seven on the action die. Two tens on the challenge dice. There it is. That is a miss. You don't have it, and the situation grows more perilous. Pay the price. So Lucius does not have any sort of hand-to-hand combat weapon on him for whatever reason. Maybe he had a knife on him, but in that hand-to-hand fight with the Bloodhawk a couple episodes ago, he lost it. Um, Whatever the reason is, he does not have a knife or anything on him. So he is hand-to-hand against the High Talon. And I think that because of that, he is in a bad spot. So even though I just got control back, I think what that represents is he goes to reach for that knife and goes to pull it out and realizes it's not there and then has a split second to try and avoid getting skewered by the High Talon. Fortunately for him, Adelie is close beside him and she uses some of her Paragon energy. She redirects some of that electrical energy to try and blast the High Talon back. And we're going to go ahead and use her plus four health for this react under fire. Here we go again. Seven on the action die. A seven and a four on the challenge dice which is going to be a weak hit. So you that would succeed in keeping Lucius from getting harmed, but they would continue to be in a bad spot. Is this the moment to burn that momentum? I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off for a minute. I'm going to hold that weak hit. So we're going to make a suffer move. I think it is going to represent a little bit of harm for Adelie. So her health is going to go down to three as she essentially channels some of this electrical energy from Victor through her own body and then fires it out at the High Talon, sending him careening back. But it also blasts Lucius back a little bit and he he stumbles out of the way. And then Aurelia and Mila are trying to get back in close. But I think Victor is keeping them at bay while Adelie's attention has shifted a little bit. And Lucius and the High Talon face off once again. Let's go back to our combat action and see what the High Talon does. 40. Leverage the terrain or surroundings. So he is going to duck away. I think he pulls some sort of device from his belt and tosses it at a nearby container. It cracks and shatters and more of that molten magma comes flowing out and is going to separate Aurelia and Mila from Lucius and Adelie and the High Talon is on the same side that Lucius and Adelie are and this steam is rising up so they are essentially out of view. The High Talon kind of wipes a little bit of blood away from his mouth and looks at the two of them and says your friends won't be able to save you 
don't worry, I'll make it quick, and is going to come in for a stab at Lucius, and Lucius is again going to try and avoid that. Um, This time, instead of trying to redirect his force, he is going to just dodge out of the way. I think he's going to run back towards the Bloodhawks, dragging Adelie with him, looking for one of their blades, because he knows they have blades on them. So he's going to do... uh, I'm actually going to make this wits as he is changing up the plan here. He's trying to find a Bloodhawk knife that he can use in this hand-to-hand combat with the high talents. This is going to be plus three on this react under fire. Seven on the action die, a four and a ten on the challenge dice for another weak hit. So this is going to be another suffer move. And he is successful at finding a Bloodhawk knife. So he runs back up to where one of the Bloodhawks had fallen. And maybe it had like slid down this magma pile towards where the battle is taking place. Then he runs up and he rips out the Bloodhawk dagger and turns with the blade reversed. And he's holding out one hand ready to face the High Talon. And he is going to take... Um, I think a hit to his spirit, as this is very stressful. He's looking around, uh, it's hot in here as more and more of this magma gets released in the room, and it's oppressive. He's looking around for something that he can use in this hand-to-hand fight, and he manages to pull out this knife, but it is very, very stressful. He's going to turn as the High Talon reaches them, and the High Talon brings his blade down, and Lucius is going to clash. When you're in a bad spot and fight back against a foe at close quarters, roll plus iron. His iron is plus one, and I don't think he can really get any help here from Adelie or Brutus or anything like that. He'll get some momentum from Brutus if he gets a hit on this, but we'll see. So this is going to be plus one to this roll. Four on the action die. Seven and a two on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we mark progress, which is going to take us up to six boxes of progress, but you are dealt a counter blow or setback. Stay in a bad spot and pay the price. Let's roll on that. Pay the price. 62. Your equipment or vehicle malfunctions. So I think what that means is he is fending off this flurry of blows from the High Talon as the High Talon comes in and is stabbing repeatedly and viciously, and Lucius is managing to deflect and block these and get a couple of cuts off on the High Talon. And as it looks like the High Talon might be gaining the upper hand and, like, ready to stab through Lucius's shoulder... Brutus comes down and intercepts the blow, and the High Talon's finely made dagger goes straight through Brutus's control panel, and the combat bot clatters to the ground, and Lucius goes, Brutus! No! And is going to look up at the High Talon, and is going to stand and he is going to try and scramble out of the way and gain a little bit of distance from the high talon so that he can sort of recover a little bit and he is going to react under fire with edge this is plus two eight on the action die a nine and a one on the challenge dice for another weak hit so you succeed but face a troublesome cost make a suffer move stay in a bad spot So he makes a little bit of distance between the High Talon and himself, but he's unable to overcome the High Talon's defenses. I think at this point, Adelie is fighting single-handedly against Victor as the AI continues to fire these, like, energy blasts down at her and at Lucius, and she is wearily trying to deflect them here and there, and we are going to take another hit to Lucius's spirit. It's going to take him down to two spirit as he's just getting battered and battered, and whatever he tries against the High Talon, every time he tries to come in, even if he gets a few cuts, the High Talon just laughs and says, Boy, my training is beyond anything that you've had. 
You will never defeat me. You will never defeat the Iron Hawks. And Lucia says, well, we're going to see about that. And he's going to come in again for a clash. Once again, plus iron on this. Six on the action die. A ten and a four on the challenge dice for another weak hit. So again, we get to mark progress. We are sitting at seven boxes of progress against the high talon. Idebrin is beginning to look ragged, but he is possessed with a ferocity and anger that is making him ignore his wounds. And Lucius is going to have to pay the price once again for that weak hit. Twelve. You face a tough choice. They came together, their daggers are stabbing and blocking and parrying. They both separate away with more cuts than how they started. The High Talon looks around and Lucius sees that he is looking at a doorway off to their left. The pool of magma that he created is not blocking his escape that way. The High Talon looks at Lucius, scowls a little bit, and turns and runs. He is heading away towards that doorway. At the same time, Adelie is continuing to face off against Victor. The AI continues to barrage her with blast after blast, and she's almost crumpling to her knees as she is taking this blow after blow. And Lucius has to choose if he's going after the High Talon or if he's going to stay and try to help Adelie. I think it's 50-50. He stays to help Adelie. So that would be 51 or greater. 11. Lucius, looking back and forth, says, Adelie, you're strong. You can do this. Remember, the power that is within you is greater than one AI. You can do this. I'll be back. And he turns and chases after the High Talon. He is going to try and pursue. This is reacting under fire plus edge. Four on the action die. A four and a seven on the challenge dice for a miss. I'm going to burn my momentum to turn this into a strong hit. On a strong hit, you succeed and are in control. Take plus one momentum. So we're going to move up to three momentum after burning that. Lucius is in control as he runs after the High Talon. He's younger than the High Talon. He's not fresher. He's definitely been hurt. But he's also meted out a decent amount of hurt on the High Talon. Evro Idebrin is limping away from this fight, looking towards this doorway. This is twice now that the High Talon of the Ironhawks has fled from a fight with Lucius Tarquin. And I'm sure that that irks him. I'm sure that that burns at his pride. But there is one certainty in his mind. There will not be a third battle that he will flee from. And that certainty is also in Lucius's mind as well. As he charges up behind the High Talon, raises his blade as the High Talon turns to defend himself and attempts to drive the dagger straight through the High Talon's heart. We are going to take decisive action. We are in control. We have seven boxes of progress. I'm going to roll the challenge dice, and this may decide everything. We have seven progress. I rolled two sixes. For a strong hit, you prevail. Take plus one momentum. His momentum goes up to four as Lucius steps forward, drives the blade that he took off of a dead bloodhawk through the heart of High Talon Evro Idebrin. 
for a moment, the High Talon looks up at Lucius, his face confused. He says, I don't understand. I was going to rule the forge. I was going to bring peace to the forge. Why? Why couldn't you just bow the knee? And Lucius looks back in his face and says, You weren't going to bring peace, Idabrin. You were going to bring the scourge. Confused, perplexed, pained, the High Talon looks up at him, his mouth trying to form a question. But the question never leaves his lips as the life in his eyes fades. And High Talon Evro Idabrin collapses to the deck, dead. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. And thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please tell anyone and everyone in your life about it. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really does help others find me. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at ErrantSolopod, or you can email me at ErrantSolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, ErrantAdventuresPod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.